All right, sorry, I'm just finishing a bagel. Oh, me too. Mmm, blueberry. Mine too. <laughs> Shop. I have strawberry cream cheese on mine. Me too. Are you serious? Mm-hmm, so good. <laughs> That's so weird. Mmm. <laughs> All right, let's talk about sex toys while we're finishing our bagels. Are you dumping? Are you dunking yours into the cream cheese container? Or did you actually just spread the cream cheese on it? No, I just spread the cream cheese because it was more mobile. Mm, I'm dunking because it was more mobile. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we're like really on a on the same wavelength here. Yeah, let's talk about vibrators now. Welcome back to like honestly, we are eating breakfast together and talking about sex toys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Mariah. No, I'm Erica. <laughs> Welcome back. Yeah, we had talked about, I think it was in the first episode, we had mentioned that Mariah had sold toys in the past. Uh, and then we were like, you know, that's a whole other topic. And today is the day. Today is the day. All right. Everyone buckle up because it's going to be a wild motherfucking ride. Yeah, so this is like a really fun thing. Um for me, when I was when she was doing this, and I would go visit in New York, I would go to some parties with her once in a while, and it was just so fascinating. Like she's first of all, and we're gonna do another episode another day where uh, Mariah teaches me to negotiate. <laughs> I cannot wait for that. I'm so excited. Yeah, because because she got really she's really good at it because of her dad's also really good at it, and so she's picked up a lot of really good tips. And I'm, like, the person, like, there's a meme that we just saw this week, and it's, like, me sending an email to my coworker. Hey, do you feel, still think you could do that thing that you said that you could do? But if not, no worries. I'll just go fuck myself. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. Love it. <laughs> and so, anyway, I'll just say, Mariah is not only a good negotiator, she's a good salesman. I think that goes hand in hand. And so it's really, really fun to watch her, like, work a room and because I and also because it's a topic where I think a lot of women can be uncomfortable like talking about sex and I and I think you probably saw that in your parties where like women are like learning things for the first time even though they're like middle-aged um, oh my god and so yeah. it's it's even better to watch you like walk in a room and just be like so fucking confident and then just be like yeah imagine putting this on your nipple like <laughs> and it's <laughs> why don't you go ahead and do it right now actually we're all good here like we're all girls <laughs> okay so let's start at the beginning at how you got started Okay, so one of my best friends, Jen, um, <clears throat> we she was getting married and we were at a bachelorette party for her. And this girl comes in and she's like super cute and fun. And she like sets up all these like lubes and shit and like spa products. And I'm like, well, where are the motherfucking toys? And I'm like, this is going to be stupid. Like, she's too cute. Like, she's too, she looks like a little professional, like, church girl, kind of. Like, she was really pretty, but, like, had, like, a knee-length dress on and, like, flats and looked, like, super presentable. And I was like, this bitch is going to tell me something I don't know about sex. And this is a bachelorette party? (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, let's bring it. Like, we're in a hotel room full of these, like, half-drunk, half-naked women And, like, I thought that it was, like, just going to be, like, a raunch fest. Not, like, orgy or anything. But, like, I thought that it was just going to be, like, super fun and, like, raunchy. Well, it was, but, like, in the classiest way. Like, it was not what I thought it was going to be. So In the Mary Kay Kay saleswoman kind of way? Yes, yes. So she, like, started off, like, really vanilla and had us, like, wash our hands with sugar scrub, and then, you know, we talked about how lovely our hands felt and smelled, and I'm, like, all right, so, like, how do, how do we put it in the butt? Like, can we go, can we talk about that? We literally did that same thing at, like, an Avon, (laughs) like, whatever party with, like, was it like your dad's like ex-girlfriend or something, right? Yes. So, okay. So like I did end up starting my parties like that though too. So we'll get into it. But okay. So like maybe like 15 minutes into the party, she was like, okay, pick a partner. And like me and Jen were like, okay, obviously we're fucking partners because we're fun. So 
she had us pick who was going to be the male and who was going to be the female. So the female had to make a fist and the male had to make an erect finger. So we're like starting to like giggle and like this girl's starting to like, you know, actually talk about what we came here for. So she walks around to everybody that had a fist and she put like one tiny little drop of lube in their fit, like right, you know, at like the pucker of the fist, I guess. So they're squeezing the fist as tight as they can. And then we, the male had to come over and like put the finger inside the fist and it slipped right motherfucking in like slip and slide. I was finger fucking Jen's fist. (laughs) Dad, stop listening. (laughs) Fucking raunch. (laughs) So yeah. So like now at this point, like we're cracking up and like this girl, it does not go to church. Like (laughs) (laughs) we learned a lot about her, but So, like, it did end up getting, like, a little bit raunchy, but it got fun, too. Like, and it was informative, and I learned something, which I didn't, like, really know that there was much else to learn about, like, products or, you know, whatever. But so Jen decided that day that she – this is what she wanted to do. So she bought the kit, whatever. It's an an MLM company. Um, She bought the kit that day, got her toys, like, the next week, and – had me over for like her unboxing party. So she had like a couple of girlfriends over and we just like went through this giant box of like her kit and like we're trying to figure out what's what. Jen got really successful with this business. Like she was in the top 10 of the entire company multiple times, went to like a couple of different islands on like, you know, vacation went to Vegas a few times for conventions. Um, she did really, really well with it. And I was like, damn, you know, I'm working three jobs in school. Like, why don't I just bite the bullet and try it out? And if nothing else, like at least this is actually product that like I would use if it doesn't end up working. Like I'm just getting it super discounted. And do you have to buy it? And when you have a party, you just have to buy enough to have to like show, but you don't have to like, I didn't have to carry inventory. Yeah, you didn't. You weren't required to buy a certain amount every month or you no. know, whatever. Yeah, so we can. I mean, like we can totally talk about like the MLM structure of it. But um, like I mean, with anything, if you have something on hand that somebody can take home that day, you're more likely to sell it. But that's all. Like that was all up to me if I wanted. So like initially, I didn't carry <clears throat> any on stock product because I didn't have the money to pay for it. But like. You know, if I would have like a four or five thousand dollar party, I would reinvest some of that into like on stock for my next party. Got it. Yeah. That's how I started selling sex toys. <laughs> that's it. I actually didn't know that story. And then how long did you do it? Because like I don't even know my memory of that time, I guess, is just like super fuzzy. It felt like it was only like a few years or a couple years, maybe. Yeah, I think it was like just over two years I did it and or maybe three, like three years I did it. Well, I was like vacationing in Hawaii. So the t- my time difference was like six hours behind my whole team. So I had like built a team. I was part of a big team and I had some girls under me that were like on my team. And I got a text like six hours later, I woke up to a text from one of my team members saying like, Oh my God, we just got bought out. Our company just got bought out. Oh, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like I'm on vacation and everyone was like freaking out. Like all of our group messages, all of our Facebook groups, like everything was blowing up. Like we had no warning. It was just really weird. So we got bought out by another one of like the big sex toy companies I was just about to graduate grad school. So I was like, well, you know, like, I'll see what the transition looks like. But like, I don't know, it pissed me off. It rubbed me the wrong way. So I, you know, fresh in a frustrated state was like mentally already checked out of it. Was that company also like an MLM structure? Yes, both the same, very similar MLM structures, very similar, um, products personally I liked our products better from like the first company I worked for um 
And I liked our MLM setup better because they didn't require you to have a team. And the second company was like, I got frustrated a couple months into it because like, I wasn't signing enough people on my team, which I didn't like doing that because I felt pushy. Like I had to be pushy at my parties to get people to want to do what I did when really like, I just wanted to go have fun and like sell you sex toys and teach you how to have, you know, the best orgasm of your life and like help improve relationships. So the business, like, I mean, of course I wanted to make money too, but like me growing a business and like growing a team was not important to me. So, okay. You said you like your products better for, from the first company, the original company that you worked for, what kind of stuff did you sell? So like you obviously talked about like the lube stuff and there's obviously toys, but what were like your favorite things? Okay. So spa product wise, like I really liked our, um, shave cream. We had like shave cream for the nether regions. And I really liked that. Um, there were a lot of just like really good pheromone scents that, um, I don't know if you remember from the party that you came to, but we had like a pheromone roll on that smelled different on everybody. And that's, Mm -hmm. it would just like bring out your natural scent that like your partner smells and is attracted to when you wear it. And like, I cannot even tell you ladies, if you can get, or even men that are listening, if you can get your hands on like some kind of like pheromone roll on or spray, it smells so different on everybody. Like I used to make, I used to roll it on people and then like make everyone smell each other. But like some people, for instance, like mine smelled really piney, like, um, a pine tree. And like evergreen kind of. I can't remember what mine smelled like. Your yours was definitely fruitier, which is interesting because we've always talked about like how perfume smells different on both of us. Like the same perfume. I have so many stories of people saying, like, oh my God, I went home from that party and my husband like could not keep his hands off of me because I smelled so good. Dang. Yeah. You guys need to get some pheromone roll on. I should like just start selling it again to sell this to our listeners, but is so good okay so that and I really liked we had like a massage candle which I'll give you okay should I do like my my spiel my yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. okay so ladies you guys have to have this okay not only does this smell good this massage candle turns into massage oil so you can pour the hot wax you blow out the candle you pour the hot wax on your partner's back, on your partner's leg, and it does not burn them. And then you rub it in and it's it becomes an oil and your skin absorbs it. Not only like who just doesn't look great in candlelight, you know? So <laughs> not only is this a massage oil, but you're going to look great in candlelight. You don't have, to have the lights on, whatever. And you get a motherfucking massage out of it. <laughs> yeah. What does it smell like? Um, there was like three or four different scents, I think. I can't <clears throat> remember like exactly what they were, but it was also in a chalk like jar. So you could like write little messages in chalk. So I had like a couple of customers that, um, you know, like <clears throat> if one of them came home and like the candle was lit, they knew what was happening that night. <laughs> it was like tie on a door kind of thing. Like, oh, the candle's lit, getting fucked. Yeah. <laughs> So that was that. Um, for toys, I my favorite thing to sell was like anything rechargeable. They're a little bit more expensive, but I definitely believe in like a rechargeable toy because, um, again, this is me being a little bit pitchy, but it's also fucking true. That's the thing with me. You said earlier, like how good of a salesperson I am. I could literally sell you something that you already own because I can be manipulative and pitchy and whatever. Like I could sell you the shirt that you're wearing probably, but (laughs) that's not like, that's not how I approach this. I approach this like I would, you know, like use tips and stuff, whatever to pull it in. But with like a rechargeable toy, one of my main things was like, hello, this is environmentally friendly. Like if you're using your vibrator as much as I'm using my vibrator, you're going to go through those fucking AAA batteries like crazy in the long term you're going to save yourself money. Plus you're saving, like you're helping the environment by not just throwing out a shit ton of batteries. Dang that the, the environment thing would definitely work in 2020 too. 
You were before your time. No kidding. And in Alaska. Jeez, a bunch of hippies up here. <laughs> Horny hippies. Horny hippies. <laughs> um, so yeah, that that was my favorite thing to sell for toys. Um, but there is, you know, there's a whole line of like just spa products for, you know, like you read the room when you're selling stuff. If you think it's gonna be a little bit more of a vanilla party, you focus on the spa stuff. People loved our shower gel, shave cream, sugar scrubs. Oh, I was um, gonna say that that like sugar scrub that you could put on your lips. Mm. That stuff was so good. So good. I'm so jealous that you still have a little bit of that. <laughs> I think you sent me a Snapchat of it like not long ago and you're like, oh my God, my lips are so soft. I'm like, bitch, that's gold. Yeah. And it tastes so good. It does taste so good. <laughs> um, speaking of tasting good, we also sold um, like edibles. So that's not something that like I'm super into. I think it's when I sold those to people, it was like either like college girls who wanted to try it on their boyfriend or like older women who wanted to like spice things up. I don't really feel like it's necessarily something that's like a staple in any sexual relationship to have like edible lube or like edible body gel that you're like licking off your partner. I don't really think that that's, that wasn't like super common. It kind of seems like more of a novelty product. Yeah. Like it was fun and like you buy it for somebody for their bachelorette party or like your first you know, you're in college and like, you want to just buy something naughty. Like that's how it felt to me. But, um, that was never like something that's my favorite, but I sold a ton of lube and this was my sales pitch and forever, forever will be my sales pitch with lube. Ladies, if you're listening and gentlemen, also, if you're listening, spit is not lube. Okay. Like stop. Unless you're like, licking it in the right way before things happen don't just spit on your fucking hand and like expect me to like want you to shove it in me after that and like I yeah and like I know that there's like a guys you know we can talk about the freaking gluck gluck but like guys have (laughs) their thing where like they want you to spit on them okay great like whatever I'll spit on your hard dick but like that's still not lube and like that's still not healthy for my vagina okay for my flora yeah it's like and we're working with different like makeups here so it's like way 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 easier for a woman to get like a UTI or like a yeast infection or like anything at all because there's like a shorter like tube for germs to travel up versus a guy yes and also like spit dries out over time so like if you're planning on going to pound town which like you should be planning on like unless if spit actually works for you as a lube then you need to work on your stamina because it's not going to last long enough for like that to actually feel good. So lube is important. Um, I mean, natural lube is great if you can, you know, if you can produce your own natural lube, a.k.a. gentlemen participate in foreplay um, for your partner. So they produce natural lube. That's great. However, if you're just like if you just want to go to pound town, like have a quickie, whatever, um, you know, you're not quite there yet as far as like moisture and wetness, then like you really need lube. People really underestimate lube. And they also, there's like also this negative association. Yeah. Like, Oh, I need, you need lube. Cause you can't get wet enough. Like motherfucker. It's not the same as like you needing Viagra because you can't get hard enough. But like, even if you did need Viagra because you couldn't get hard enough, like if it made it work, then fine. Who cares? Yeah, at the at the end of the day, we're trying to achieve a, a goal here. Yeah, we have a common goal. <laughs> um, but yeah, so lube is important, people. And there's, there's different types of lube. So there's like water-based lube and oil-based lube. And it depends on like what you want. So oil-based lube is often used for anal play or, well, really that's that should be like it the oil in oil-based lube will like break down silicone of like toys and can have like reactions with condoms Mm -hmm. if you're using condoms. So yeah. So like water-based lube is usually the way to go unless you're 
doing anal and then silicone based lube is good. Okay. So like, what was the thing that was most purchased? Was it more of like solo play toys or was it like partner toys? Was it mostly like spa products or like what, how, or did it just depend on the type of crowd that you had? So yeah, it definitely depended on the type of crowd and also like the budget of the crowd. I had toys that were expensive as expensive as like up into the lower $200 for one toy. Um, which like I highly recommend, but like obviously if that's your first toy, I'm not going to recommend that. So I was also I was like often selling people's first toy that, to them. So we had one um I'm pretty sure you know about this one, but we had one vibrator that could be used like solo or often I like to, you know, tell people how they can use a vibrator, like incorporate a vibrator with their partner so that they can achieve like their own orgasm too. Like a lot of women have a hard time achieving orgasm without some kind of extra stimulation. Um, I think it was like 70% of people, 70% of women cannot achieve orgasm just by penetration alone. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So I would like to show women like different options that they can use like by themselves and with a partner. So there was one vibrator that we had. It was like super cute, super discreet, rechargeable, a decent price point. I think it was like $60. Um, and I sold a lot of those. It was my favorite. It was like this cute little Tiffany blue color and it was like super pretty. Yeah. Her name was Audrey. Uh, wait, did you name her that or that was like the actual No, that name? was like the name. Yeah. So I used to like introduce her <laughs> and like speak about her as if she were like a person. <laughs> uh, That's amazing. And I'm sure it's like shit like that, that people are like, oh yeah, this is fun and not at all weird. Yeah, no, I had like people that would like physically be nervous before a party. And I, I used to love showing up to a party early and just, it was kind of like an open house, like helping to serve drinks and helping to serve like little foods and introduce myself to people and let them look around and like get them a little bit loosened up before a party. Alcohol is always a good way to get that. Get things a loose. Not drunk, but loose. <laughs> yeah. Just just buzzed enough that they're like, yeah, I'll pay 60 bucks for this vibrator. That sounds amazing. Yeah. And then you're going to realize that it was a good investment. So yeah, you just needed that liquid courage. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's my sex toy. Um, I met a lot of like really cool people. I met a lot of good friends that like I'm still friends with now at parties. Like, I don't really remember any necessarily bad experiences with it. Like, I had, you know, some parties that, like, I wouldn't sell anything or they were just, like, broke college girls that were just looking for entertainment for the night and didn't end up buying anything. So, like, that was always annoying because I felt like it was a waste of my time. But, like, I still had fun. But what did your parents think about it? Okay, so my mom thought that it was hilarious and she, like... <laughs> you know, thinks that like, just because I sell it means that like, I use double sided dildos and like fucking suction cup glow in the dark 10 inches. Like, mom, nobody like, I probably sold a few of those in my whole like career with this. And like, I could bet that they were mostly a gag gift not to actually use but like, if people are using that to each their own, but just because I'm selling something doesn't mean I use it. So that was my mom's thing. And like, she loved, she like loved it because she just thought it was hilarious. And she loved like telling people wherever we were. So that was fun. Thanks mom. <laughs> and my dad was kind of, so I started talking to my dad about it by telling him that I was like joining this company and I told him the name of it. And then I said, you know, but like, I'm just most of the money is in the spa products, dad. So I'm really just going to sell like the spa products. And then if somebody else wants to order something through me, they can, but like, I'm not going to do that. Cause like, I'm your little girl and I wouldn't do that. So also I don't have, I don't have five vibrators in my dresser. So, <laughs> um, I, what did he say? 
yeah I mean Dave was just like okay whatever makes you happy like however you make money and like I made good money so it's like how are you gonna I don't know he was he kind of just was like okay don't tell me anymore like I got I know what I need to know thanks let me know if you need anything (laughs) (laughs) like it's better it's better if I don't know (laughs) yes but then okay so this is kind of goes to like also another reason why I stopped selling so I graduated grad school, started working, and I was working in homes with children. Like I was going to the kids' actual house. Well, I got close with like a mom and I had a party. I had a toy party that night and I got close with the mom and she was like, oh yeah, like what are you doing this weekend? And I was like, oh, you know, I'm working my other job and whatever. I was like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm going to a toy party. (gasps) And I was like, oh my God, please don't be my toy party. Oh my God. I'm like here working with your special needs two-year-old. And then later tonight, I'm going to tell you how I come on a vibrator. So wait, did she, was, was it your party? No, it wasn't. Which what the fuck? Because she had a lot of money and like, honestly, we probably could have had good conversations about this stuff. So I'm kind of mad that it wasn't my party. But after that, I was like, man, this is like with me working my other job. Like I kind of have to pick one or the other. Or else I need to like only do this if I'm traveling like outside of the city I lived in. Oh my God. <laughs> and it's kind of unfortunate that they got purchased because you probably could have started, especially because like, you know, um, some of my friends knew that you did that. And we had talked about like whenever you came down here to like host a party down here and stuff. And so it's like you probably could have had opportunities to expand that way. Yeah. And I'm still like, this is still an MLM kind of company that I feel like so comfortable with. And like, I would honestly consider doing this again in the future, like even in Alaska, because I think that a lot of MLMs are like pitchy and it's all about how you present yourself too, as like being the person selling it. Like, are you trying to grow your team? Are you trying to sell a product that you truly believe in? Well, like I was not trying to grow my team. So I didn't ever push anybody. Like nobody ever felt like I was nagging them to do anything other than like maybe host a party for me. But like after that, you don't really have to nag people to host parties for you because like somebody will attend a party and they're like, oh my God, I have a group of friends. I want to do this with at my house. And they would like almost ask you to do the party. So, you know, I almost see this as like, bear with me here. I almost see this as like today's like influencers. Like if you are a person who you are actually like interesting or like you have like a unique perspective, like you have a thing that people are genuinely interested in, that's like one thing. And it's like way more fun to follow, follow along with those types of people versus people who are like, I just need to get 100,000 followers like ASAP. I just want to have a brand that I promote. It doesn't matter what it is. I'll promote it. I don't care. And it's like that is, yeah, they eventually end up getting a bit of a following. But it's like, especially with my job and I I work with influencer programs a lot. And it's like that is something that I am always, I'm so, so picky about. Because it's just, it comes off so ingenuine and when you it's so spammy yeah yeah and so like with you though I think you were like you were saying it was it was really fun for you it was something that you um it kind of came naturally and like the networking part came naturally and you weren't like focused on the goals that you were focused on didn't have anything to do with building a team or like these artificial things it was all about what can I do to give my parties the best experience. Yeah. And it was definitely like out of the MLMs, I would say that it was definitely one of the ones that like you're operating under their name, but you're really running your own business. Like they're not telling me how to set up a party. Like, could I go to a party and only talk about sex toys? Could I go to a party and only talk about lubes? Like, yeah, I could do whatever I wanted. It was like my business. And like, I could go to a party and play five party games or I could go to a party and play no party games. Like it was however I wanted to set it up that day, which I really loved. And I also loved that I had a product that I can't get that people can't get anywhere else comfortably. So like you can either 
go on Amazon or like go on Adam and Eve, like whatever sex toy, you know, big company you're buying from and you can read the reviews and stuff and you can buy something or you can see something and touch something and hold something and, you know, hear about it and get other women's perspective on it in person before deciding if you want to buy it or not. Or it also promotes like, um, like you're there with all of your friends and now you have this shared thing. It's not like this secret thing that you do when you're in private and you're like doing all this research because it's something you're interested in, but you don't know how other people are going to feel about it. It's like something that you're there. It's now out in the open. You and your friends are all like talking about it, laughing about it, sharing that experience. So then it's like not weird to then continue to like share your like sexual experiences or like sexual you know just like talk about like oh I you know you know that vibrator I got is like fucking awesome you didn't get it I highly recommend you know just like having that open conversation and making it more normalized versus like containing everything and this like in the in your secret dark corner (laughs) yeah yeah and I mean I still like allowed for privacy so like I would always make sure that my hostess had um, like a separate ordering area for me to go. I would like, after I did my presentation and demo, like I would let everyone mingle and I would go set up with like my, a little bit more like office stuff, like my order forms and calculator and money and whatever, my swipe card. And, um, but that was private. So then one by one, each person would come to me and they would place their order in private. So like it was just me and them knowing exactly what they ordered. Unless, of course, they wanted to tell everybody what they ordered. But it was, like, way more intimate. Like, I'm super non-judgmental. Like, you want to order those anal beads? Sure. Like, do you, do you need some lube to go with them? Like, okay, do you want to set up your partner, too? Like, I'm not judgy about any of that. Like, report back. Let me know how it is. Maybe I'll try it out. I don't know. Yeah. So it's it was, like, way less. So like one, you know what you're getting, unlike ordering online. And then two, unlike going into like a weird truck stop, like sex store, which is like fun to go into if you're like out partying and you're like with friends, but it's definitely more like skeevy. Like it just doesn't give you like a, I'm so excited to go home and like build my relationship with myself and or my partner type of feeling. It gives you like, I'm getting fucked type of feeling. Or you know I especially like I remember my friends and I have had gone into a couple of shops like when I was in college and it's you just don't know you don't know what to ask for you don't know exactly what you're looking for you're like curious but you don't exact yeah I don't know it's just it's just and it feels a little overwhelming and like then you have the the people that work there that you don't know and you at least for me I was like oh they are gonna see me walking in here and be like what the fuck is this girl doing like she obviously is confused and doesn't know what is going on and then I was like had more anxiety about like being judged and so it doesn't really create an environment for if you're new to it I guess it doesn't mm-hmm. really create an environment for you to to be like hey like you know I just kind of want to like spice things up what do you recommend even though and and granted that is like just totally a one-sided perspective because I think now in hindsight it's like oh I don't think those people working there would give two shits at all and they would absolutely engage in that kind of conversation like no judgments but just like if you are so new to it you just don't know and it's like not super comfortable yet yeah I agree and I I just I think even me being like really comfortable and confident about like that stuff and being open about my experiences with that, I wouldn't even really like going into a a shop like that. Like it just feels, I don't know, nothing wrong with it. If that's your thing, just feels a little bit less like personal and a little bit more skeevy. And like, oftentimes they have like the cheaper novelty stuff that you're not really going to get like a quality lube or like a quality toy from a place like that. Do you know, or can you guesstimate how many parties you did? Oh my God. I would say like probably like 10 parties a month for three years. Damn. Yeah. That's a lot. Like on average, there was, I mean, there were some months where like I would go on a vacation and only do two, but then there was other months where I'd have like 18 parties. So I'd say probably like eight to 10 parties a month 
for three years. Yeah. A lot of them ended up being like with the same people, like group of people. So like one, so you would host a party and invite 10 of your friends and then one of your friends would host a party. So like you would end up coming to their party too, but it would be like maybe three or four of the same friends, but like three or four new friends that I hadn't met. What any like good stories that came out of that? Oh my God. Well, I mean like just hilarious stuff. Like I used to play a game for coupons and stuff. So like just to get people engaged and like paying attention, like everybody loves a discount. So I used to like give out discounts as my um, prizes, or I would like give out a sample size of something or like a mini bullet, like a $10 vibrator or something. Um, Give them out as like party Mm -hmm. games just to keep people engaged. And I used to play a game where you had to blow up a balloon and pick a partner and you had to get, I had like these sex cards that we used to sell, like, of like positions. So you and your partner would like draw a card, get into that position and put the balloon in between you. And like the first partner to like pop their balloon would win the prize or whatever. So like that always got people going, especially if it was like, you know, I had, (laughs) I had one group of, um, like, well, I would say like older ladies, they used to play bunko, which is like a card game, I think, or like a dice game. And they were like the Bunko group and they have like a book club. So they met every Wednesday and I would go to their party. I would go to their like Bunko night, like every eighth Wednesday (laughs) or something. So like that game was always super fun to play with them because they're like, you know, these middle-aged like borderline nerdy women that are like playing Bunko together. And then like every two months they have a sex toy party. (laughs) I feel like that was just an excuse for their husbands. They're like, oh, yeah, we have our book club tonight. Yeah, yeah. No, it totally was. I mean, they totally did play Bunko. Like, before and after I left, they were playing Bunko. But I can't. I did do one couple's party once, which was fun. So, like, the partners were there. And it got a little, like, not, like, spicy where, like, clothes were coming off. But, like, you could definitely tell that, like, those couples were going home and, like, definitely getting it on after you know, just experiencing that together. You're like, uh huh, my job here. <laughs> You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> Orgasms for all. Wait, so in the first episode, in the first episode, you had mentioned that there was a woman who had like never had. <gasps> oh my gosh, more than once. Like, I met women who were like, wait, I, I haven't been having an orgasm all this time. I'm like, honey, if you have had an orgasm, you would know. Like, what is going on? Like, sex is not just for procreation anymore. It's actually for recreation, too. So, yeah, you need to learn how to come. That, yeah. Did you ever, like, get a report back on that? Yeah. They, like, I would, again, like I said, I would, like, see these people. Was this a bunko lady? It might have, I think it was a bunko lady. But, like, um, you know, I would see like revolving people at different parties because I would book parties off of their friends. So yeah, I would hear back from people or they would be like, Oh my God, that was the best orgasm of my life. Or like, I think I finally orgasmed. I'm like, yeah, you did like, hello. Holy shit. Because you finally had some clitoral stimulation. That's important. <laughs> I did have a friend, uh, once that like she had never had an orgasm she's like every time I'm close I feel like I'm gonna pee like let it pee let it happen girlfriend you're about to squirt that's fine too I'm just like okay then go sit in the tub like what yeah who cares man Uh, yeah squirting's a real thing it's not just something that you see in movies partners it's like a g-spot orgasm to if you like make a come hither motion with your finger it's usually about two inches in and two inches up. There's like a little spongy area. That's the G spot. That's what will make women squirt. Um, women to do that, you just have to relax. And if it does feel like you're about to pee, let yourself pee. It's not actually pee. It's not urine that's coming out of you. You're not going to like, it's just going to be like a warm gush. God, no, I can't remember like where I've seen this, but um, I saw like an article or something somewhere that say, said that G spots are a myth. You know, there's a lot of controversy about this. I can speak to personal experience that there are different types of orgasms. So there is like 
what you would call like a G spot or like a squirting orgasm. And it's not like what you see if like you watch porn squirt and there's like a fucking, you know, fire hose going everywhere. It's not like that. It's just like a warm gush of fluid that happens. And, but you know, there's people that'll say G spots are a myth. I think that those articles are written by men that can't find G spots. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. That's, I don't know. Those are men that are frustrated by the clip. So <laughs> I don't know that like scientifically, like I think that everybody's like structurally pretty different um, as far as like a vagina and like the parts around the vagina are different. So I think that I don't know that there's necessarily like an anatomical structure that is what people are like saying is a myth. There's just definitely different types of orgasms. I'm just like laughing. I'm laughing because right now I said like make the come hither motion. So I'm just picturing like any male that's like listening to our podcast is like come here to like nobody in their room. (laughs) (laughs) We saw this thing in this Facebook group that I feel like would be really good at your parties if you were still doing them. It's called the we should try it dot com. And it's, oh, yeah. but it kind of seems like I, I was, I'm looking at it. It kind of seems like a car, like those cards where it's just like, let's p- pull a random card and like, here's like a thing that we can try is like kind of what it seems like. Okay. I mean, I'm all about like that. Like, I think that spicing it up and not doing the same thing is important for sure. And I think that like, toys especially like a simple toy can be a great like a great way to communicate with your partner about what you like but like still involve your partner whereas like you know a fucking dildo that rotates and jackhammers and vibrates and like sings lullabies to you (laughs) like obviously that's going to be intimidating for a partner at first and like you just I don't know, doing things together and like experiencing, like you said that like website or like draw a card, like doing things like that together are really important and like keeping the communication and like your comfort levels open. Yeah. I think that's the big thing is like, you need to be able to communicate and, you know, going back again to our first episode, we were talking about fetishes and stuff. It's like, that's all fine and good, but you need to be able to do like openly talk about it in order for one, you to be fulfilled and two for your partner to get on board and not, not like feel awkward or like they can't talk about it or like have questions. Right. Or like you to not resent them for like not showing interest in it. Like they can't show interest in it. If it's not something that they don't know that you're into. Right. And so for that reason, do you think that it is a good idea or like a better idea to have those parties with your partner if you have one because it kind of like uh, you know creates the groundwork for that you know I think so that was another thing with the second company that I worked for they um did not allow they did not allow couples parties they were like a women empowering women um like structure only so it was only women allowed at my parties I will say that like, I think it takes a man that's already open to toys or something to attend a party like this. So like if they're willing to attend, they're probably not somebody that you need to like discuss comfort levels with unless it's like something super kink, but like, wait, 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 do you think are men like, are are men like not into toys? Are they intimidated by toys? So I think that like, as if, you were like with a man that had never been with a partner who had used a toy before. Like if you think of like a dildo or something, like obviously I think a man would be intimidated by that because it's a dick shaped something that can do more than what a regular dick can do. Yeah. That's not even like personally, like I'm not into that. Like I don't, I don't have a dildo. I mean, I have dildos because I used to sell them and I still have stuff that I used to sell, but like, I don't use like a dildo. I have like a little cute vibrator, like that little blue one that I was telling you about. I don't think is intimidating. And I think that it's just important for like, if a guy is intimidated by that, like, it's just important to be like, Hey, like this helps me connect to you because like, I 
it's not anything that you're doing or you're not doing, but like, I just need that extra stimulation in order to finish. Or I just fucking want it. Or I just want it. (laughs) Yeah. But it's like, it's, it's not anything that should like ever make a man feel inadequate. I don't think, especially like if he's the one holding it, like, fuck yeah, hold that baby on there. Let me be hands-free. And okay. So I read this book and I told you about this. Um, and it's called come as you are, where it talks about a lot about like, just even from from the basics of anatomy and how every woman is different in basically every sense um to all the way up to like the mental space that you that you don't need to be in i don't know how to phrase this like your mental space and how that impacts your your sexual health and relationships and stuff oh my god yeah uh, which is, I mean, that that in and of itself is a lot to go into, but there is so much to consider in terms of like what actually, so even beyond sex and like what, like what you need to be turned on or if you need extra stimulation through toys or through a, you know, a certain like kink or fetish or whatever. But then there's also like the whole environmental stuff, like women, I, I mean, I I would think it's pretty well known at this point. And that's why I was kind of surprised by the toy thing. Like, I feel like it's it's 2020 and maybe it just, I'm just living in my own echo chamber, but that seems like a pretty normal thing now. But women have to be in the right mental state. Like men can, and, and this is like one of my favorite sections in this book is where they talk about the like sexual association. So like men can basically be turned on by anything, anywhere, anytime. And like women really have to be in the right mindset in the right place and like be emotionally open to it and and the timing has to be right like there's all these factors that go into it for some people not for everyone but anyway so all that to say is like whether or not they're comfortable with toys it's just like it should be celebrated i think or like really promoted for women to explore that and figure out like okay this is the lengths that i need to go to to really have sex because otherwise you get into that territory of like, I don't want to have sex, but it's important to my partner. So we're going to have sex and I'm going to be fucking bitter about it because I don't get anything out of it because we're not right. doing anything that I want to do. Or then you're like, if you are somebody who like needs like clitoral stimulation, you're going to be like fucking finger bang and like finger blast and like, you know, freaking car wash down there. And you're just going to get like, you're going to get like almost there and then you're going to get frustrated because it's like, Oh my God, I'm taking too long. And then you start getting self-conscious and then you start back at square one. So there's like, I, I saw something once and like, I don't know what the like accuracy on this is, but like a man can like stop, but like they like kind of casually progress. So they might be at like 50%. And then like, they're just like slowly increasing like 51, 52, 53%, like to almost there but then they stop and, but they don't lose any percentage. Like they don't lose any progress. They're just like, stay right there. Whereas like women, like all it takes is for like, you know, me to maybe think that like, I heard you moan somebody else's name and I'm back to like square one or like, you know, a picture of like, you know, your dad pops in my head and I'm back to square one. Like anything (laughs) can set it off or like, a door can close or like the dog can bark. Like it is crazy how mental a woman's orgasm is, which is frustrating to me because I like to, you know, say that men make us sound way more complicated than we really are. But this is one thing that I will agree on that we are complicated on, but it's not our fault. It's like, (laughs) it's like the physiology of a woman. We're complicated. Not only that, but it is the fact that like every woman is needs are different. There's not one like quite literal up and down motion that just makes it happen for everybody. <laughs> yeah. So like you as a guy might be just killing it with girlfriend one and then you guys break up and you're like dating another girl and she's like, nah, this ain't it. <laughs> like, yeah, like girlfriend one might want her like boobs sucked and you know, her clit nibbled on and then girlfriend too would be me. Like, I don't want that. Like no teeth. No, thank you. Yeah. Keep your teeth to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there's definitely a learning curve there and it's definitely important to communicate, um, 
communicate. And that's another thing though, that like women need to talk about, like women stop moaning. If you don't like something, what the fuck with that? And I think part of this goes back to like fragile egos, but you know, um, as long as you're doing it in a way, so again, I'm going to make another sex in the city reference (laughs) where Miranda, Miranda's like seeing a guy and they have sex and he, it sucks. And so she like faked an orgasm and then just never called him back. And then she ends up running into him like a year later and the exact same thing happens. And like, she's like, no, I refuse. I'm not faking it. And so they have sex and she's just literally, she's laying there. She has the most wretched look on her face. (laughs) She's not making a single sound. He's just like going to town. He comes and he's like, is something wrong? Is something wrong with you? Like medically? (laughs) And she's like, what? (laughs) And so (laughs) anyway, and so it's like, don't be like that. Like you don't need to be a dick about it and like shut it down because then it's like really hard to come back from. You want them to be cooperative. You want them to want to participate. Um, And that again, not to like really beat this to a pulp, but like communication is so important. Yes, 100%. Am I ready to host my own party now? Yeah, yeah. You're you're on your way to like diamond level, girlfriend. <laughs> Do I get a pink Mercedes? Not yet. <laughs> You've got to grow your team first. Uh, uh... All right. Well, what are your, what are your closing thoughts on this? Um, I mean, Mike, Oh geez. I have so many, everyone, everybody should have a vibrator. Everybody should have lube and people, you really need to talk to your partners about this because it's just, it's something that should not be shamed. It's something that should just be, you know, a part of your life and it's fine. And, um, that's that's kind of my closing thought my mind's racing right now because I think that people make excuses for like why they don't want to incorporate something like that like I don't know just close your door turn off the lights and like learn your potty and blast to the fucking moon well on that note um as always so a lot of these things that we talk about I am just very very curious to hear from other people just their thoughts and experiences are um whether that is with like you've attended a party and like how that went or or you know just about any of this stuff it's super interesting and um i think very very complex there's a lot of fat like it's very multifaceted so if you have thoughts that you want to share if you um want to kind of start a dialogue or conversation about this or you have um, another area that is more specific that you would like us to talk about or you have questions that you want Mariah to answer because she's she's got some answers or if you have like a sex toy fail like we want to know it all the good the bad the ugly the orgasmic the wet the dry tell us everything if you have a kid that like found your sex toys if you you know I think that like kids and animals finding sex toys is like super hilarious so um, you know, like kids might think that it's like a lightsaber. A dog thinks it's a dog toy, which really sucks when it's an expensive one. Dude, and dog toys, I don't actually blame the dogs in that one because dog toys <laughs> look like sex toys. There's, yeah, there's like a lot of Reddits where it's like a quiz, like, is this a dog toy or a sex toy? And honestly, even being like a sex toy expert, I do not know sometimes. So there's that. <laughs> Um, for any, like anybody who's curious and listening, none of my sex toys look like dog toys in my opinion. So (laughs) that's that's part of, that's part of her sales pitch. (laughs) Anyway, if you got anything and everything that you guys think is interesting, we probably think it's interesting. So hit us up. You can find us on Instagram at like honestly pod. Yeah. Shoot us a message. Thanks for listening guys. Make sure you Tell your friends, recommend us. That's uh, a really great and exciting thing for us. We'd really appreciate it. Um, Give us a review on iTunes or, you know, wherever podcast things live. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll catch you guys next time.